0: people. Relax. Breathe. Welcome to Ghost Honey's Dream Machine. Greetings, gentle listeners. Are you ready to take a brief respite from goblins and fairies? I know I sure am. So let's relax and unwind together by reading a few of the dreams you've all submitted. Our first dream comes to us from Ren. I once dreamt that me and my childhood best friend who I haven't spoken to in about 15 years, were wandering around an old abandoned Victorian-style walled garden. There were these amazing Victorian glass houses that were decaying and falling down, the glass overcome by climbing plants. As we wandered around the garden, we stopped to look at each raised flower bed. Each one had a brick surrounding, but the bed itself was swallowed up by sprawling weeds and brambles. We began to notice that inside the abandoned glass houses were animal bones and dead monkeys, as if they had been kept in there, like it was some kind of zoo. There were beautiful raw iron aviaries too, but there were no birds, just more climbing brambles and weeds. Towards the end of the dream, we stopped by one of the glass houses and stuck our arm in and pulled raspberries off of a raspberry plant that had been growing wild in there. I still remember the sweet taste of that dream raspberry. And I think about that dream often. It was haunting and tranquil and beautiful. And I'd love to go back there for another visit. Wow, Ren. Now, before I tell you what the internet says it means to dream of dead monkeys, because yes, I did find some information, surprisingly, I just want to remind everyone who is to truly say what it means to dream of dead monkeys, you know? Anyways, Google tells me that to dream of a dead monkey means that you are no longer as stubborn on some issues as you used to be. Monkeys are known for being extremely stubborn and hard to deal with because of how annoying they can be and how unresponsive to direction they are. It just sounds like this person doesn't like monkeys. Uh, If you dream of a dead monkey, then it means that you are through with being more stubborn. You are now a much more flexible person and know how to roll with the punches when necessary. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on. A dead monkey can also represent a more wild side of you. A monkey is a creature that is known for being much like humans, but in a more simplistic form. I'd love to meet the people who write these websites. Maybe we can have a professional dream interpreter on the show one day. To dream that you see a dead monkey This means that you feel like that sense of wildness and unpredictability within yourself has died. Ren. I don't know if any of that resonates with you, but thank you for sharing the dream. Our next dream comes from Logan. I'm writing this down quick before I forget this dream, but recently I've been falling asleep to your podcast. This time it was the ice cream truck episode when without even realizing, I was in a dream. I heard an ice cream truck outside. I walked out and looked in, but I didn't see anyone. The truck was still blaring music, and I remember looking around to find anyone inside when a turtle on the floor of the truck startled me. I said hello to him, and he spoke back in a voice that sounded like an older gentleman. He said I wasn't supposed to be there, and I got confused, thinking he meant I wasn't supposed to be in the truck. I said sorry and turned to leave, but he appeared in front of me again and told me the same thing. You're not supposed to be here. I asked him what he meant, but he kept repeating the same words. I got scared and jumped over him, (laughs) because it's just a little turtle, running away. But slowly I realized that I was moving slowly, like a turtle, I suppose. And I turned to see the turtle sitting on my shoulder. He said one word leave and then i woke up logan that turtle sounded sinister to me at first uh especially since he was in an ice cream truck like the barter fairy but now i think he was just looking out for you and after doing some light research on the internet i found that turtles and dreams are often a symbol of protection so maybe if you dream of them again be sure to thank them Thank you, Logan, for letting ghost on these dream machine slowly rock you to sleep. I'm glad that it's leaking into your subconscious. I feel like that means I'm doing my job. Our next dream comes to us from Xen. I loved my Nana more than anything in the world. So it was hard to see her in my dreams after she was gone. I always ended up crying and professing how much I missed her in these dreams. But unfortunately, I would realize that the person I was crying to wasn't my Nana. It always turned out to be something evil taking her appearance and tricking me. It happened so often that soon in the dreams, I would stop, realize I was not awake and say, you're not her. And every time the creature would give up the guise and I would wake up frightened. But after months of these terrible nightmares, I was convinced that she had finally visited me like my other friends and family that had passed away before. It looked like her, no weird twisting in her face, no scary voices, but when I laid my head down on her lap and looked up to stare at her face, I felt that something was off. I stared harder, trying to see if something was off and realized that, again, this wasn't her. Its eyes turned blood red, the pupils glowing, and I jumped back. All I could think in the dream was, demon, demon. And then, in a voice that was so sinister, it said, I did better this time, didn't I? And I knew it had meant that it had done a better job at pretending to be my Nana and tricking me into lowering my guard. I woke up and had had enough. So the next night I lit a black candle for protection and went to sleep with the intention to confront whatever was haunting me in my dreams. I dreamt that I was at my Nana's old apartment, and when I entered it, there was so much negativity, it was smothering. I immediately went to the pantry and grabbed a spray bottle, salt, water, and rosemary sticks from the spice jar, then went around like a crazy budget witch and tried to cleanse the place. I found my grandparents trapped in rooms confined there by magic. My grandpa told me it was my aunt when I freed him. Then a feeling of lightness came over us. I found my Nana in a bed surrounded by mirrors and I snapped her out of her trance. She smiled at me and I knew it was finally her real spirit. I confronted my mother about what I had dreamt for months and what my grandpa had said about it being my aunt's doing. And my mother admitted to me that my aunt always tried to cast curses when they were younger and how a woman once warned her that my aunt was a bruja, which is Filipino for witch. But after my dream, I started to think that maybe I could be one too because I haven't had a nightmare about demons ever since I broke the dream spell. And now my Nana appears to me dancing and singing like she always did. My grandpa who is still alive with me seems happier, too. Oof! Xen, I'm so glad you solved the mystery and broke the dream curse. Oof, I feel like you're gonna have a maybe long and awkward conversation with your aunt. I hope that goes well. Let me know, uh, let me know how that plays out. Fear not, gentle listeners. Ghost Honey's Dream Machine will be right back after the break. Welcome back, gentle listeners. Our next dream comes from Carla. I had a dream that I was walking through these oddly lit commercial-looking hallways. They had almost a liminal space kind of feeling to them. When suddenly, I saw a rather short bipedal giraffe poking his head around the corner from a doorway. He looked sort of like a drawing from a children's book in this hyper-realistic setting that made (laughs) me trust him. He couldn't speak to me, but was pointing to his necktie that was undone around his neck and looked stressed about it. I too was stressed as I have never tied one myself, but he looked like he needed help. Perhaps he had a scary interview or something? After fiddling with his necktie for a few moments and getting it tied, not superbly, but well enough that it looked alright from a distance, he ran down the hall with an old-timey briefcase in hand. I wasn't sure where I was, or where I was going, or where he had gone, and just kind of woke up after that. However, I hope the dream giraffe is well. Oh, that poor giraffe. I hope that they're well too, and I hope that their interview went well. Uh, I am having a really hard time picturing a bipedal giraffe with, it sounds like, hands. Uh, if there are any artists besides myself listening that want to uh, go ahead and recreate that, I would, I would love to see what that looks like, especially in a, in a liminal space, commercial looking hallway. Mm. Our next dream comes from Lori. Lori, you sent in so many good dreams. Thank you. This one was my absolute favorite, but I'm definitely going to save the other dreams for future episodes. Hello. I'm a vivid dreamer, and I'm excited to share a few of my dreams with you. I love this project. Here are a few of my favorites. Hugs, Lori, tiny underscore vinyl. Thank you, Lori. In a dream, I visited a small and sparkly gift shop located at the base of the Space Needle in Seattle, Washington. They claimed to have the largest selection of glitter in the world, but instead they were selling vials of sequins sequined blouses, sequined bags, and sequined souvenirs. I asked where the glitter was and the shopkeeper replied, sequins are the new glitter. I completely disagreed with her statement and yelled, glitter is glitter and sequins are sequins. She said nothing in return. And while keeping her squinty eyes on me, she slowly pulled a sequined cigarette out of a sequined cigarette case and lit with a sequined cigarette lighter. I bought a small vial of pink sequins for my friend Julie and left the store in silence. (laughs) Lori, I looked up what dreams about sequins mean and you wouldn't believe it. The first thing I saw said, dreams about sequins remind us that all that glitters is not gold. Which is like, yeah, no, all that glitters isn't sequins. It's more like it. Am I right? (laughs) Hmm. Oh, Let's ask our friend, the Moon, what they think of all of your ventures through the subconscious. Hi, Moon. What did you think of these dreams? Just once. I would like to know how it feels to wear a necktie. Aw, you would look lovely in a necktie, Moon. As a celestial orb, I am often left out of all fashion trends. Oh, Moon. If I could, I would fly up there and craft you your own custom moon necktie and wrap it around you. Thank you, honey. Wait, are you naked all of the time? Nudity is a form of dress. John Berger. Huh. Okay. Gentle listeners, never forget. The moon is naked. (laughs) Okay. Sweet dreams. And I'll see you next time. Ghost Honey's Dream Machine was written by me, Tyler Gesa. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this lovely little podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Morgan Fuse and Anne Fuse. Special thanks to Barbara Jones and Mark Fisher at Outshine Talent and all of my family and friends. If you love Ghost Honey's Dream Machine, the best thing you can do is share it with a friend. And if you're an overachiever, please leave a glowing review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Ghost Honey on TikTok and at Tyler Geisa everywhere else to stay tuned on all Dream Machine news. And please, if you feel so inclined, go ahead and submit your own dreams at the dream submission form linked in any of my social media bios. I may include it in an upcoming episode. Bye for now.